2: We're glad you could join us. Before we get into Word, let's pray. Lord, I just thank you for today. Just thank you for coming into our midst and just being there when we need you and just being there always. And Lord, I also just thank you for just helping us get into your Word and just giving people gifts so that they can spread, spread your Word abroad so people can get saved. Mm -hmm. In the name of Jesus, amen.
1: In Jesus' name, amen.
0: Amen. Well, good morning and welcome, everybody. We're continuing our study in Romans. We're in chapter 10, and this morning we are going to reread verses 14 through 21. So could I get a volunteer to cover that section of scripture, please?
1: I will read it. (laughs) Thank you, honey.
0: (laughs) You're welcome. Thank you.
1: This is how then shall they call on him, call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel of peace, who bring glad tidings of good things. But they have not all obeyed the gospel. For Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed our report? So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. But I say, have they not heard? Yes, indeed, their sound has gone out to all the earth and their words to the end of the earth. But I say, did Israel not know? First Moses says, I will provoke you to jealousy by those who are not a nation. I will move you to anger by a foolish nation. But Isaiah is very bold and says, I was found by those who did not seek me. I was made manifest to those who did not ask for me. But to Israel, he says, all day long, I have stretched out my hands to a disobedient and contrary people.
0: Mm. Amen. So as is our custom, the floor is open for each of you to share with the Holy Spirit speaking and ministering to you. And of course, to ask any questions that you have. So who'd like to begin?
1: Dean would.
0: All right, brother.
3: Yeah, I'll go first. Yeah, Please.
0: Um, You know, a lot of times
3: I, I think, um, I've shared this before, you know, it's, it's not just what the scripture is saying, but kind of to me it's what it's not saying, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? So we look at, um, you know, 14, um, down through 16, And we hear, you know, uh, how will they know if they're not here? And how are they going to hear if they're not told? And how are they going to be told if they're not preached, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And um, and I'm I'm opening this up for feedback. Um, So I don't think what we're hearing here is that we have an excuse for not hearing. In fact, Mm -hmm. I think the Holy Spirit could fill any one of these roles quite well Mm -hmm. in someone's life. But I don't want anyone to hear this and think, well, if nobody's ever preached to me, then how could I have known? Like as like as an excuse. I mean this isn't being offered as an excuse, is it?
1: No, of course not. Oh, go ahead, Le Charles. you got okay, it. thank you, Mr.
4: Dean. This is exactly where I wanted to go. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Praise it.
4: To, to numbers. Numbers, numbers twenty two.
3: in verse, all of Numbers twenty two. We doing the whole chapter.
4: No, we're not reading it. We're. It's just about Balaam and the donkey. And I more so wanted to point it out that Balaam is clearly stated that he was from Moab.
1: From what? Huh? What? Bring it together for us, and everybody's like, ah? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> meaning that he
4: wasn't a he wasn't an Israelite or Hebrew. He was a Moabite. <gasps> so the Lord was showing me is that. Balaam originally did. He originally followed the Lord, though he ended up falling away mm-hmm. and being killed later. But he's saying that Balaam had a relationship with God, mm-hmm. even though he had never read the scriptures or had heard Moses. He understood and knew who God was. Mm-hmm. So the Lord is saying is that it doesn't matter necessarily. There's like a human preacher talking to you. The Holy Spirit still works.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: While He does use His servants to go and accomplish His will, He's not limited by that. Because if that was the case, that means we put them in a box. As mm-hmm. long as man wants to do it, man can have it. Mm-hmm. But the Holy Spirit is able to move freely about and tell people what he wants to tell them. Mm-hmm. And then, so the Lord was just showing me that when he was saying that the preacher is needed, it is not necessarily someone who tells you the word. It's also someone who helps build you up and edify you. Like a parent with um, parent and children. The parent teaches the child how to live and how to act, and it builds up the child so they act a certain way, and that becomes their nature. Mm -hmm. The same is true here. The pastor and the preacher is not there to spoon feed you everything. He's there to help guide you and build you up in the places that you may need extra work in. So Paul is saying here is that not everything revolves around this preacher, but he's saying that it is good to have somebody who can lead you back, keep you stray.
1: Mm-hmm. So 2nd Peter chapter 2 verse 5 it says and did not I was talking about um, Judgment I'll go to verse 4 for if God did not spare the angels who sinned But cast them down to hell and delivered them into chains of darkness to be reserved for judgment and did not spare the ancient world But saved Noah one of eight a preacher of righteousness bringing into the flood bringing in the flood on the world of the ungodly so when we We think sometimes when we read the word, we're thinking in present terms. And I love how, Dean, you oftentimes take us back to context of the day that they were in versus reading this with American eyes of 2021, looking at the scriptures and letting the words purely have the context of what we reference or think they mean today. But a preacher is someone who declares. It doesn't necessarily mean that they have to be ordained to a fivefold ministry gift how we think they neatly fit into those boxes but the preachers who got calls because god called abraham a prophet who anointed him with oil but god and saying this is who i've called you this is what i see in you this is what i've put on the inside of you so thinking in in light of god's perspective as we read the word is so important so thank you for bringing that up young man I appreciate that. But God preached the gospel to Abraham. Yes. Okay. So God is able to reach us and whatever it is that he's, however he speaks to us, therein lies the accountability. Not if it comes in the way that we think it should. Now there's accountability kind of back to what you were saying, Dean, or do we get an excuse if we think nobody preached that to me? I didn't see a man standing on a soapbox with a sign saying, or, you know, whatever the, the the pretty little box that we think a preacher looks like or the word of God fits into. But it goes by, this is what God says, and this is what he calls it. A preacher is simply someone who declares um, the things of God in this context. A preacher of the word of God is declaring, this is God's standard. This is the righteousness of the Lord. And whether they have a beard, a mustache, they have a hat, they have not a hat, they got a church they sent on the corner, whatever it is, God is the one who goes, yep, that preacher has been sent. Yep, that word's been declared. And if it's the Lord speaking himself, that word has been declared. Um, and so God is able to do that.
3: No, just interesting as you're saying that, I said, let me look up uh, preacher here. And actually, um, it's not a noun, it's a verb. Mm-hmm. So it goes right in line with what you're saying. The original text does not have it delineated as a person. Have delineate as an act of to proclaim, mm-hmm. not a proclaimer, but exactly. to proclaim.
1: It's not the person; it's the action; it's the motive that the motivation. Yes, God yes. It's, given a, it's a verb. It's it's not a <laughs> noun here. It's
0: being used in the original text. Amen and amen. So and and to that point, right? We can go back to Isaiah fifty-five and it begins in verse six through thirteen, right? But I'll, I'll let the, the listener go through that whole section on their own. But there are a few things I want to cover here. First, it's an exhortation in verse 6 to call on the Lord. Mm-hmm. And then there is an encouragement or an admonishment to let the wicked forsake their way in verse 7. Right? And their ways and their thoughts. And to turn to the Lord. In verse 8 and 9, right? Everyone has heard this many times. For my thoughts are not your thoughts. Mm -hmm. This is the reason why, all right? My thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are my ways your ways, says the Lord. So are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts your thoughts. But then he continues, right? Talking about the rain coming down, the snow from heaven, Mm -hmm. like, it shows God's sovereignty, his omniscience, his omnipotence, uh, everything in his being, his nature, his character, and attributes are covered in there. But then he gives why, right? In verse 11, so shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please, and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. And then he continues. It's not just his word, Right? Verse 12, for you shall go out with joy and be led out with peace. The mountains and the hills shall break forth into singing before you, and all the trees of the field shall clap their hands. Instead of the thorn shall come up the cypress tree, instead of the briar shall come up the myrtle tree, and it shall be to the Lord for a name, for an everlasting sign that shall not be cut off. Doesn't that sound exactly like what what Paul is talking about and writing about here? And, and going to your point your point and your statement, which I, I love, it's not about a person. The Lord here is, is saying, all of nature is doing this. They are singing, they are praising, as they should, right? And we, we've covered this in, in the past few episodes about, you know, if we stopped, right? If we stopped praising the Lord, the rocks would cry out. This is Nature. Their nature is already praising the Lord every day, every moment of every day, right? And we just we just read about that. So then I can understand why Paul in, in Romans chapter 2, verse 1 says, Therefore you are inexcusable, O oh man. All right, and of course, you know, we're talking about judging, right? Whatever you are who judge... Sorry, whoever you are who judge. For in whatever you judge another, you condemn yourself. For you who judge practice the same things. But we know that the judgment of God is according to truth against those who practice such things. right, so to tie it all together, especially where you brought that up, brother, in, in verse 14, right? There's the process, like... There's all these things that have to happen. And the Lord supplies each one their needs. And then he he continues in verses 15 through 17, right? This is, is, again, how the process works. All right, the Lord's already supplied everything, but then there's the process. And then Paul addresses this in verses 18 through the end of the chapter. The inexcusable reasons, right? Well, in other words, he's saying, maybe Israel hasn't heard. Right? No, but they have heard, and he says, "Yes, indeed, they've heard." The sound, their sound, isn't for the messengers, those that are preaching. All right, the sound has gone forth throughout all the earth, and their words to the ends of the world. So, again, we have no excuse, as you you brought up, brother. How, well, unless someone, unless I heard someone preach, or unless, how, especially in today's day and age. You all but cannot turn on a television, do a a Google search or YouTube search or whatever it is, right? You can't search on your computer without finding someone preaching the word, coming across a podcast, not unlike this one, that is teaching you the word or proclaiming the word. And I'm not saying it's all accurate, right? But let's look at even Jesus during his time With the Pharisees, the same people that he addressed and said that they missed it, right? And there's the Lord of glory standing before them. And they were still asking him to state it plainly who he was, asking him if he was God. They should have known he was God. But he says to the people, listen to what they say. They're giving the word. They're reading you scripture. It's truth it's him the word he was the word in the beginning was the word and where it was with God and the word was God he is and was and is to come mm-hmm. so it matters we are without excuse there's nothing that we could say during judgment that we didn't hear mm-hmm
1: you know the scriptures you brought up in Isaiah where it talks about that the the rain and the snow comes down from heaven to the earth Amen. it it shows that there's a process mm-hmm. it's from God to us not for us to God not from us to God so thinking about that and in, in light of what we're talking about here this is the process but also understand the metric is met based on God's standard mm-hmm. and and we kind of describe that a little bit going well I didn't think it was a preacher because they weren't wearing this hat or they didn't have this sign or they weren't standing in this location. But when God says the standard is met, the standard is met. Noah was a preacher of righteousness by him just obeying God and building his boat. I don't recall where it says that he spoke to anyone in particular and told them to repent or anything of that nature. But the fact that he obeyed God and built the ark and then let the animals come on and he finished that process. And then when he got into the ark, that was a testimony to go. You guys saw enough. This this structure coming up before you was enough to declare to you that God is real. And mm-hmm. oh, go ahead.
3: No, I just, I, I love where you're going with that. But just think about substituting preaching for proclaiming, mm-hmm. you know, where you brought it in, right? So, mm-hmm. I mean, his works clearly procru- pl- mm-hmm. uh, lie, lie. <laughs> proclaimed his obedience to God Yep. and his works were being manifested over a hundred years. That's right. Mm-hmm. So, I mean... I'm sure that most people knew. I mean, because this is a time where, again, let's put things in perspective. If mm-hmm. you're going to use that, thinking about that time, rain didn't exist. It had exactly. never rained on the earth It had at never rained. So the yeah. concept of water falling from the sky, of course, they weren't even talking about what's gushing up from the deep, mm-hmm. right, was just completely foreign to them. Mm-hmm. So the the proclamation of his actions carried far and wide. I have no mm-hmm. doubt about that.
1: That's right. And up until then, they, oh, they still had a mist that was coming up, like what God originally made in the garden, the mist that came up to water the earth, just like dew, basically. Mm-hmm. That's what they had. So his actions of obedience, God was like, check, that's done. It's and I'll exactly. follow up with the scripture after you say what you need it, to say,
0: sweetheart. It's done. And I love that you brought up the point in in the scriptures in Isaiah, saying it all came from the Lord first. He
1: sets the standard. He
0: Exactly. And... If you look at, I'm not saying all science is bad and I'm going to preface what I'm going to say, but by not saying all science is bad, (laughs) right? But as I learned about (laughs) the evaporation cycle and the rain cycle, it always started with the water was already here on the ground and then heats up and goes up in the cloud, right? And there's this whole process that happens and it rains on the mountains and it comes down and flows. It started in the wrong place. It mm. started on the ground already. So like it was already here where clearly in scripture, we just heard it. We just read it. It started from the Lord and he sent it. He gave it to us first mm. and he's continuing to give and bless today.
1: All good and perfect gifts come from the Lord. They come Absolutely. down from the father of lights in whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. So he is the standard setter. He is the one that determines the boundaries and what's acceptable and unacceptable, what's good and what's what's righteous comes from Him, not from we ourselves going. This is what I think. I want to read Matthew twenty-five uh, verses thirty-one, uh, almost down to the end of the chapter, just to further highlight it's God's perspective that we are that we have to meet. It's His standard that we measure up to, not the one that we set ourselves, not how we think it's supposed to be. And God love you, but it's still not the God's way. You know, we, I think we've all wanted that, and I, I know I have. Um, Matthew 25, verse 31, it says, When the Son of Man comes into his glory and all the holy angels with them, then he will sit on the throne of his glory. All the nations will be gathered before him, and he will separate them one from another, as a shepherd sheep his sheep from the goats. And he will set the sheep on his right hand, but the goats on the left. Then the king will say to those on his right hand, come, you blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. I was a stranger and you took me in. I was naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison and you came to me. Then the righteous will answer him saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry or feed you or thirsty and give you drink? When did we see you a stranger and take you in or naked and clothe you? Or when did we see you sick or in prison and come to you? And the king will answer and say to them, Assuredly I say to you, inasmuch as you did it to one of the least of these my brethren, you did it to me. And then he will also say to those on the left hand, depart from me. You cursed into the everlasting fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry and you gave me no food. I was thirsty and you gave me no drink. I was a stranger and you did not take me in. Naked and you did not clothe me. Sick and in prison and you did not visit me. Then they also will answer him saying, Lord... When did we see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or naked or sick or in prison and did not minister to you? Then he will answer them saying, assuredly, I say to you, and as much as you did not do it to one of the least of these, you did not do it to me. And these will go away into everlasting punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. So having the percept, the understanding and the knowledge that we must be on the lookout for him. He makes his works clearly evident to us, and it is by his Mm -hmm. standard that we live. So when he says this is what the measure is, then that's what our expectation is to meet that measure and that standard. And God is, as you brought up uh, in a previous podcast, Dean, he's easy to please, or maybe we were talking about that um, in between podcasts. God is easy to please. He said those that come to him must what? Believe that he is and that he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him, which is right in line with you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind and strength and love your neighbor as yourself or love the brethren as he gave us commandment. Those are easy. So if he says this is the pathway, it's the pathway. When he says this is my expectation of you, that's his expectation. And none of us should ever be concerned or alarmed. And feel like well I don't know how it's gonna happen for me if you're having that thought then surely you know turn from this and go God I need you Jesus come into my heart be Lord and master don't wait for a formal invitation because the one where the Holy Spirit is knocking on the door Jesus said I stand at the door and knock if anyone answers (laughs) I will come in and sup with him that includes us ladies so as you hear the Holy Spirit tugging on your heart don't turn away and go, I'm looking for a better opportunity. I'm looking for a more notable or clear or definitive um, invitation. This is your chance. This is your moment. Take it now. Open the door to him. And he is faithful to come in and minister to you. And he change your life. He will do all of his good pleasure in, for, and through us as we give him a chance to do so, as we give him the opportunity. So those are my thoughts on that. <laughs>
0: Does anyone else have anything they're being led to share? I did. Okay, I promise. Let's hear it, sir. Wait, one
2: second. So first the Lord wanted me to talk about verse 14 where it says, How then they shall con how then they shall con him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him who they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And that kind of, that remind me of verse, um, first thing in the previous chapter. Okay. Where it says that if, that if you confess with your mouth the Lord is Jesus and believe in your heart that God has risen him from the dead, you will be saved. Okay, we're in chapter
0: 10 started. We're still in chapter 10, right? So mm-hmm. that's, that's just earlier in this chapter.
1: Okay. Oh, sorry. That's okay. Go ahead, sweetheart.
2: And that also brought me to another point in verse 5 through 5 and 6. Okay. I believe. And it says, For Moses writes about righteousness, which is of the law. The man who does those things shall live by them. But the righteousness of faith speaks in this way. And it just reminds me of how. It's not. yet. When the Lord wants you to do something. He wants you to have it naturally. Naturally and spiritually. So. He wants you to confess with your mouth. And. Believe in your heart. That mm-hmm. he's Lord. Mm-hmm. And. How it reminds me of people, the rich young ruler said, I kept all these from my youth. Mm-hmm. And and the Ten Commandments is talking about, do not murder. Mm-hmm. And how in the natural say, oh, this guy's so great, he must be Christian. But you have, also have to look on the spiritual side. And Matthew, I, forgot, I don't remember what chapter it was. But in Matthew, Jesus talked about, you hate your brother in the heart then you may murder them. Mm-hmm. And how that makes somebody unclean. And also, while some may not tangibly have an idol inside the house, if they still worship something other than the Lord, that's still an idol.
1: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And
2: that's what, that's oh. what causes a Christian. They have to be spiritual as well as natural.
1: Mm-hmm he God wants us to be whole before him spirit because we are a spirit we have a soul and we live in a body so that's why he said the first commandment the greatest commandment is you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart soul or your heart your mind your soul and your strength that's your entire being put your thoughts on him love him with your the core of your being your soul your spirit man and your actions and and part of that is the confessing with your mouth so Amen to that young man.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I want to share a testimony really quickly that I heard from um, Andrew Walmack about um, how God is able to reach people in wherever they are and to minister to them. He was talking about a woman who was, she was a Buddhist or something of that nature, and she was doing her rituals, and she became really dissatisfied, and she said, God, I, there has to be more to you than this. This cannot be all that all that you are. And... Um, so she said, so Andrew Walmeck went to this conference at this company that he used to go to every year. And, um, pardon me if I get some of the details wrong, but this is what I remember him saying to the best of my knowledge and let the Holy Spirit use me and help me. Um, Mm -hmm. he was ministering at this business that he always ministered to and the people in the company would come and he would, uh, speak to them over their lunch break or something another. And there was this one woman who was not, um, in the conference. She was at the at the employment, the office that day, but she was outside answering the phones or whatnot. And so Andrew Womack was talking to the people inside the conference room or the lunch room where he wherever he was speaking and kinda of getting to know them. And then he walked outside and he said, well, hi, who are you, you know, to this lady that wasn't a part of that. And, you know, they kind of started talking and then she was asking him, she was like, well, what do you do? What are you doing here? And she told him that they stuck her outside because she was the newest employee. So they left her answering the phones while everybody else went went inside to to hear the word of God. And um, so he started talking about he was a minister and he preached the gospel and he taught about Jesus and um, kind of bringing her up to speed. But at the same time, you know, making known to her. Who Jesus is and what his his role is, and she said you are the one. And the woman said that she was praying, doing her like Buddhist rituals or something that the day before or a couple of days before, and she asked God to show her who He really is because she just knew that what they were doing in Buddhism or whatever it was, whatever she was worshiping, just it wasn't enough. She was empty and unsatisfied, and she needed more. And she said a ball of light showed up and told her that tomorrow I'm going to send someone to you and he's going to tell you about me. He's going to teach you about me. And so when she got to work, she recognized after Andrew started talking to her, she recognized and said, you're the one. Tell me about this Jesus. And so he was able to minister to her and she Mm -hmm. got saved and went on her way. And so I'm, I'm sharing that to to make known and to to declare that God is able. There is no stone left unturned. If he needs to send a ball of light (laughs) to tell you, I've got a preacher that's going to come talk to you. He will do it. If he's got to move heaven and earth to get the word to you, he will do it. However, it's not always going to be the crashing of the mountainside. It's not always going to be the whirlwind. It might be that still small voice. So, be ready be listening be watching for the word of god be watching and listening have your this your spiritual ears keenly tuned to hear his voice so when he does come you recognize him and you can take the opportunity that he's provided for you because we've seen um, from matthew 25 the opportunity may present itself but you don't recognize it because you're not looking for him you're not expecting him or waiting for him to come to you in the way that he chooses and deems right
0: amen thank you I mean, that's, that's a lot <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot for for people to to consider and to uh, I'll say ponder over so with that let's pause there for today and and I say that so so everyone has the opportunity to, to listen to seek the Holy Spirit to search the scriptures and of course if there are any questions you know, please feel free contact us we'd love to hear from you we'd love to if you have questions to answer them if you were ministered to and what we you know, the lord you know through his holy spirit had to share we mm-hmm. would love to hear about that as well and just to connect with you you know our mm-hmm. our listeners and our partners our partners and listeners so um with that can i get someone to close us out in prayer please
5: yes i will
0: all right mm-hmm. leila
5: Lord, I just thank you today for your faithfulness towards us, Lord, for the love that you show us, the grace, the mercy, the compassion, Lord, your patience with us, God, that you are there to guide us, Lord, and to hold us up and pick us up when we stumble and we fall, Lord. And I thank you for revealing yourself and your son and your Holy Spirit to us, Lord, that we can know you better and we can be in a, the right relationship with you, God, and be in right standing with you, Lord that we can call you Father, and you call us sons and daughters, God. So I just thank you for our partners and our listeners, Lord, those that are participating in this devotional, Lord, and those that are listening, God. And I ask that you continue to bless them, Lord, and prosper them, Lord, their baskets and their storehouses, Lord, and anything that their hands touch, God. Thank you, Lord. And I just thank you for all these things that you're doing for us, Lord, your abundance, blessings. In -hmm. Jesus' name, amen.
0: In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, we love you, God bless you, and have a wonderful day.
1: Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog,